verse 13. Matthew 16, verse 13. All right, ready? Let's read. When Jesus came to Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who are the people saying I am? Verse 14, well, they replied, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, some say Jeremiah, or one of the other prophets. Then he asked them, who do you think I am? Simon Peter answered, the Christ, the Messiah, the son of the living God. Let's all read verse 16 together. Simon Peter answered, the Christ, the Messiah, the son of the living God. I want to uh, teach from the subject revealed part one. You may be seated, revealed part one. Father, have your way. And I'm anticipating what you're going to do today. We love you, we bless you. Father, without you, I am nothing. With you, we are everything. And I honor you for your presence. Make things clear here, and we honor you. In your name we do pray, amen. <clears throat> I want to start uh, with this um, maybe controversial statement um, that God is not found. God is revealed. Okay? God is not found. God is revealed. Um, I had fun studying this because um, I got a chance to uh, gallop, should I say, through the Old Testament. And I was able to find um, several different instances where the Lord revealed himself. However, the issue was that many of them, majority of them, um, was all in symbolic things. He never revealed himself in any kind of other way. Now, let's go through, before I get there, the two definitions, the word found and then the word revealed. Found is having been discovered by chance. Reveal is to make known to previously unknown, cause to allow to be seen, make known to humans by supernatural ability. That's what revealed means, to make known, previously unknown, to cause, to allow to be seen, to make known by to humans by supernatural ability. So do you see the difference already in, in, with definition between the two words? That found is just you happen to stumble upon it. Revealed is it is while you are going, you'll find. Now, I know that many of us... Um, some of us would probably say that, you know, that's kind of odd, bro, pastor, because, you know, Isaiah 55 teaches us that to seek the Lord while he may be what? Found. Now, if you understand the word and do a study on the word found, you will understand that the word found in this particular context was meaning to appear. All right, to be revealed, to appear out of nowhere. And so this found is not a found happened to stumble upon. It is a found meaning that, listen, in the Old Testament, um, he had to come as symbolisms because they would not believe a person then. Okay, so remember to Moses, he became what? Burning bush. And to Noah, he spoke um, through water. Through Elijah, he spoke through what? That still small 
voice, okay? These little things, these are sim symbolic things that he revealed himself as uh, in the Old Testament. Now, fast forward after the last book of the Old Testament into Matthew. Remember, you got the 400 years of silence, and then you got now entering into Matthew chapter 1, moving on through, and then we find ourselves in Matthew chapter 16. And now, we see this man who's here. Isaiah 55 talks about even the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, all right? There's going to be one, the Bible, he called it greater than Okay, that's going to come. But however, in this moment, they could not uh, receive him in, in the Old Testament because they could not uh, understand him. Okay, now, so they've had all up until this time, they the symbolic, a voice, a booming voice from the mountain, and, and things of that nature. So now you have this man who was conceived, this woman who was conceived by Holy Spirit, um, and they don't believe, like, you know, you gotta have had, like, some kind of, like, little janky-janky to have a baby, and she's like, no, I didn't have none of that, nothing happened to me, and I'm just kind of, like, where I'm at, and then moving on, so then you birth Jesus, and he comes on, but still no one believes who he is, and at the beginning of his journey, he's asking these individuals, who do you say that I am? Then he just got started. Matthew, he just got started on the journey and all of a sudden now he's asking them. So now he's like, okay, basically, all right, what they saying about me? What they saying about me, man? What they, what they saying? Who they say I am? And now they're naming, listen, all the people who were who? In the Old Testament. Because that's all they knew of who God was. They named him what they have always heard, rumors, and what they have experienced before. They've heard of these things, okay? And even Simon Peter, who was the son of Jonah, moving in this, again, Jonah experienced him, him how? Remember, he got swallowed by what? Y'all said, well, big fish. There you go, mama. All right? So big fish, he got swallowed up. So that's the only experience they had, man. All right. Even Elijah, the prophet, he got he got slapped down by several different symbolic things. They heard him audibly, but they did not see him neither. OK, now here's the thing. Let's go back to Genesis chapter one, two, three. Remember, man is made. Right. We on the same page. You're tracking with me. Man is made um, and he is made. And he they, the, the Garden of Eden is a place of communion. A place of fellowship, a place of dwelling, all right? So they are in the garden, they are chilling out, big chilling. And the Bible says that he would walk with God in the what? The cool of the day. He would enjoy time with him. But the issue is that even in that, he would walk with God, but the Bible never said that he encountered who God was completely. All right? So in this, we got to understand that God only gave himself and revealed himself in pieces of himself. He only gave them what he knew they could understand. Now, if you remember, even Abraham, Abraham was like, hey, fam, wait, you sure? Leave everything. Go away. Do what? And this is my first time for real hearing you. It's the first thing you want to say is leave everything and go. Leave your family. Leave your, hide your wife, hide your kid and move away and do what up? Do what? Leave all of them and do what? I don't know what the first time. So that tells you that God maybe, listen, is not going to have some booming introduction before he reveals himself to you. Okay? He's not going to have a booming introduction uh, to tell you, hey, this is God. Hear me roar. Isaiah. You. He's not, he's not going to do that. Okay? He's going to tell you what he needs to happen. And it's up to you, listen, to discern if it's him or not. Amen. 
So if you are looking, moving forward, if you have been praying for a sign, a symbol of some kind of nature for God to do this big booming thing, more than likely he's not going to do it. Okay? Sorry to bust your Christian bubble. He's not going to do it. Why? Because he's just going to get cut right to business because we're in a very pivotal time in the year. Okay, so July moving into August, very important how you conduct yourself these last few weeks. And if I were you, I would push into prayer a lot more often. Okay, push into prayer, push into worship a lot more often so that you can be abreast about what is coming in the earth moving forward in the next couple of months. So he's asking them back to Matthew chapter 16. He's asking them, who do you say that I am? He's asking them and only one of them was able to reveal who he really was. He just got started, Sharo, and out of nowhere in this moment, he just got started on his ministry, and now you're asking these people about what's up, and he tells him one person was able to tell him. Go back to even the resurrection, okay? Remember? He resurrected. Who came and found him? Mary, all right? She came, and when she approached the tomb, what happened? The tomb was rolled, the stone was rolled away. There was nothing there. And what happened? There was an angel sitting on, on the stone. Said, he ain't here. He ain't here at all. Who was the first person to see him? Mary. All right? Now, she wanted to touch him, okay? Come on, it's Bible study. Y'all know the book. Don't be intimidated. He wanted, she wanted to touch him. He said, no, you can't touch me. Why? Because I'm now in a glorified state. He revealed his new nature to first a female. That's let that be very pivotal. Much we want to, we still there's still a movement in the church about men doing everything. I still don't understand that. But female was the, was the first one to see him when he grows up. Now, other part is she. He revealed who he was to someone. Listen, who was able to understand him. He used her. I'm going to use the word, make up the word gullibleness to move in this moment to really reveal this is who he was. But she quickly believed him. There was no back and forth about it. Now, remember when he got to Thomas, it was like, I ain't going to believe it until I put my hand in his, in his scar. I ain't going to believe nothing. It, you see how the contrast is between the two? So Mary had this encounter with him. He was able to reveal himself, but he did not reveal himself to those close yet. To a complete other person who had, was not as close to him as they were. Now I want to also understand, want you to understand this. That as God begins to reveal you. There are people that you can share your process with. And there are other people you cannot share your process with. Your process of revealing is very concealed. Because not everybody can handle you as you become. So as you become, as you develop, as you grow, as you move through, you are going to have to understand that separation is going to be the benefit to you. You can't hold on to old things and old, old processes in order to see this. Now, understand this. Now, they identified him as people of old, but he is not that anymore. Okay? He is completely different. Even the Bible says that even when he was taken up, the Bible says they still did not understand the essence of who he was. They, some of them had the encounter, you really are the son of God. But the same breath, man, they were still confused on the fact of everything that he was. 
You see what I'm trying to get to you here is that you've got to understand that Christ will reveal himself not just in your difficult moments. It will be along the journey when he pops up. You know when you're headed in the right direction and in your, in, in your end, the will of God, when he can appear and you're not bothered by his appearance. That's how he's going to reveal to you moving forward. He's going to reveal the secrets of himself as you go. If you are too stuck in, I'll just say it this way, your old posture and your former season is not going to work moving forward. How you worship last week is not going to be the worship of this week. Okay? How you uh, 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 prayed throughout the night last week is not going to survive this week. You've got to ask him, God, give me new posture. And the posture he's going to give you is a moving one. It's going to be one, should I say, of surveillance so you know when he comes around you. And as he comes around you, then you will see who he is. Don't be startled. Just accept him as who he is. Now, a lot of them asked the question, who are you? When they encountered him in the Old Testament, Kara. They asked him, like, who are you? Moses, remember? Tell them I am. That I am sent you. It's not, it's, it's not some grandiose thing he's going to give you. You've got to pay attention. Now, there are some things in the Bible I want to go through. I call this part one because I feel like I'm not going to be able to get through everything the Lord gave me. But I want to go through a few things that he revealed himself as. Um, and we'll see where we stop and see what happens from there. But you've got to understand that, one, Simon Peter was the only one. And because he was the only one, uh, the Lord gave him a blessing because of that. He said, truly, you know who I am. He blessed him because he was able to pick it out. At the beginning, you all, at the beginning, what I'm believing the Lord for is going to happen for you and many others that are watching and everything else. What I'm believing the Lord for, what's going to happen is that we're going to have that Damascus Road experience. That Paul was just knocked off of his horse and just knocked into a whole nother thing. Because it's like, whoa, that kind of encounter is what I'm praying for for each and every one of us. That we would understand that how this is and how God is moving forward. And how he wants to, uh, to uh, I want to I say it this way, scare you into believing that he's real. What's in the earth right now is a big old giant called fear. To make us think as if God is not real. And so because this thing is living, now God has to say, I am real. But who is he going to use to make that happen? Guess who? You guessed it. You! So for you in the room that's been very afraid to open your mouth and say something and to all these other things, you're going to have a rude awakening very soon. Because God is not concerned about your closed mouth. And he's not concerned about your rebellious demons. Because he says, I need to use something in the earth. So when people say, it, it low-key bothers me, man, when people say this. Maybe high-key. Oh. When people say, Lord, I'm just so grateful you used me. I'm just, look, you could have used anybody else. You didn't even need us. Yes, he did. He did need us. And the reason why he needs us is because if we're not being used, and who's doing the work? Why, if he doesn't need us, then why would God fill a human with himself and tell him to move within the earth? He sent a man, a man in the earth that was fully God and fully man to reveal who he was in the earth to a select few, few amount of people. And so now he's gone. Somebody has to do it. 
Somebody has to be moving. People say, well, there's no more apostles in the earth, whatever else. Why, why is there not any more apostles in the earth? Why are there not any more prophets in the earth? Why is there not? Because the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4 that he gave these things for the perfecting of the saints, for the unifying of the body. And last I checked, we ain't nowhere near perfected, and we so ain't unified. So what happens? He needs somebody in the earth to lay foundation and doctrine so we know exactly what we are doing. How in the world was the New Testament even written without the foundations of Paul? Laying the foundation as an apostle in the earth, moving through. He went, planted, and established and raised up kingdom people to move in the earth to reveal the gospel of Jesus Christ. That was his job. And so when we talk about him being revealed, I'm not saying we're not going to have, we're, going, we're steering away from what we already know. Take your Bible and read how you are supposed to reveal him in the earth right now. It ain't no new fancy stuff going on. I ain't with this hocus pocus gospel thing. It's uh, this uh, prosperity gospel. If you give this, you want to get that, hallelujah. You fall out and just, people just go over. I'm like, ah! That ain't helping nothing. If you don't have a foundation of Jesus Christ, your foundation will be shaken and it will be proven who really was your master. All right? I'm not fussing at you. I'm just sharing the sentiments of my heart. That God wants to reveal himself in the earth, but it starts with you. So here, let me also bust your bubble and say this. All right? Let's just, because I ain't got nowhere near my nose. If you are not okay with yourself, you're going, to be your, you're going to be his biggest hindrance to him moving in you. You want to know the greatest reason why many of you all, probably all of you all, hate hearing yourself talk? It's, it's the biggest insecurity the enemy will throw at you. Why? So you can shut up. How many of you all, how many of you all hate to hear yourself recorded or, or anything? How many of you all hate that? Just like, ooh, just, ooh, just bothers me. Ooh. If I, if I play something, you're talking about, ooh, just cut that off. Just, 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 I can't, I don't want to hear myself. And your greatest hindrance to that is because if you shut up, then the gospel's not being produced. It's not been released, excuse me, rather. So here's the issue. You have to get over your insecurity to see him secure somebody else. You've got to get rid of your things. The biggest reason why the enemy is so cunning on using uh, your flaws and issues to keep you from moving forward is because you are, your, again, your worst barrier. You're blocking yourself from being used by the Lord because you're concerned about how something's going to sound. All right? It ain't going to work. Many of you all are very strong prophetic voices that the earth needs. And I don't want you to be the reason why the earth is still groaning. Because you refuse to open your mouth and say something. What really proved how silent the church is that came into the earth is injustice. Proved how silent the church is. How we don't have a voice to speak against these, the things that are going on in the earth that is not working for us anymore. Man, we have got to flip this thing upside down. And the way we do that is what? Our mouths. So every time that Jesus did something, it was not just his presence. It was what he said, Ms. Roz, that made great impact and changed the world. That's how we're going to see him, Christ, revealed. 
revealed. So when, I, when we preach the series returning back to Jesus, it's not for funsies. It's meaning that we literally have got to get back to him, get back to doing things how he did it, function how he functioned and operate how he operated. The church is supposed to be a place of miracles, signs and wonders, not the building. You, as you leave here and God moves upon you, I'm praying that for many of you all that have been running away from the gift of healing would be slapped inside outside your head for it. That you will start operating in the gift of healing that God has called you to operate in. That when you see somebody and your hands warm up and you're in the store, for you to not be afraid and not be timid and to go over there and lay hands on them and watch them recover. Amen. Your silence proves you're scared of it. So you need to open your mouth and become bold again. Who cares if somebody sees? Who cares if somebody doesn't agree? I don't care if I'm standing next to the general manager of Kroger. Hey, sir, I know you're high up and you own this building, but hey, can I pray for you because you got a limp that needs to be healed? Reveal Jesus. Amen. All right. The greatest impact that Christ had was when he did something and it won many. What if the nation that you need to save would never be saved because you're scared to do the one thing? One thing won many people. Pamela Doris Jean. One thing, one miracle was able to save an entire nation of people. One. And he did multiple. He, he didn't do a whole bunch, you all. But the, the little that he did was so monumental that we have documentation of. Amen. So I'm trying to help you. Are you all following with me? Y'all tracking with me? I need you all to understand that this great revealing is not going to happen because when he cracks the sky. It's going to happen through you being submitted. Can I give you another hard word? Sure, you're already here. Thanks. Thanks. Your next thing that's going to, you're going to see happen that you need to work on is a D word called discipline. Amen. The way that the Lord wants to move through you it's going to take a strong amount of discipline. Meaning that when he tells you to fast, you just do it. And not talking back to him. And that you understand that in that fasting, you're receiving a greater power and greater anointing to move in the things of the earth. Discipline is going to help you move to your next level. Many of you all are praying for God to rain down his spirit and to send his fire and to do all these things to you. But the truth of the matter is you're not going to get it until you become disciplined in every area of your life. If you cannot handle the earthly things well, how can God bless you with the heavenly things? I'm mad now. That's fine. Fine. You've got to handle every area of your life. Money. Every area. Money. Your food. Your house. Your job. Yourself. Oh, man. The disciplines of yourself. Keeping yourself in check. Because when, when God wants to use you, he's going to use you. And the earth, listen, operates at his timing. Which means if this week yields you to move in the supernatural to heal somebody, and the enemy comes and tempts you the day before and gets you distracted, the only thing that pulls you away from the power you operate in is your condemnation. 
Praise the Lord, y'all are looking like a bunch of Catholic people. The issue is that you can still do what you need to do, but you stray away from it because, you're, because of your mess up, because of your mistake. God is not concerned about your mistake, but what he is concerned about is how disciplined you can be to say no. And the more you say no to yourself, you say yes to him. And the more you say yes to him, the greater power and anointing can come upon you to move into things of the supernatural at any point and any given time. Amen. You need weight to your words. When God spoke, it's not that he spoke a whole bunch. He spoke very, Mama Sharon always said that God gives very direct, stern orders very, because he's a father. He don't speak a whole bunch. All right? He speaks very short, very stern. All right? And very right, very direct. And he'll close it up. Why? Because he don't got to open the time to explain himself. He's, he's a father. And fathers, when, they, when the father says do, you, you do what? Do. So when he comes to speak and comes to say something, he says we got to say and moves on through. It's our job to be disciplined enough. To know when he's speaking and to not allow the voice of the enemy to become louder than God's voice. And the more you do that, you can suppress what's going on and move in the grace he's calling you to walk in. God is speaking to you. You just can't hear because the voice of the enemy sounds so familiar. He wants to reveal himself to you. But the way he reveals himself is through your discipline. The way you can move in uh, dunamis power is through discipline. Praise the Lord. Who knows why I'm on this? It's the law. So I want you to understand. I'm not yelling at you, nor am I fussing at you. I want us to move in such a greater power and see him revealed in the earth in such crazy, tangible ways that we cannot even fathom. Now, the Lord has revealed the revived church is going to be of such a phenomenal place of healing, miracles, signs, and wonders. It's going to be here. We've seen it plenty of times. Already, we've seen people be healed of cancer, tumors, and all the other things. Legs grow out, uh, hands grow. We've seen it all. However, it's not just for the building. It's for you to move into. Oh, I'm not, I'm, that's not my, that's not my thing. That's not my, what? What? John chapter 4, what happened? He met a Samaritan woman. The Samaritan woman was there, and she was what? A, a, a fancy one to the, to the men's. That's a nice way to say it. You know, I'm trying to be a little courteous today. She was real fancy with the men's. And because she was fancy with them, she, what had happened? She had an encounter with the revealed one. He revealed himself to one who loved to entertain other men. Maybe other, other people too. She, he revealed, man, isn't that crazy? So if she can receive revealing, what makes you think you can't? And what makes you think that even in your sin that God can't use you? Yeah, I don't like that teaching. That's fine. But God can still use you where you are. Which means you need to stop striving to get to a place, listen to me, and become the place. Become the place you are striving to be. Man, cut that striving out. There was nothing you can do to earn a reward or a golden sticker to become closer with him. Nothing. What you can do is become a son. Praise the Lord. Romans chapter 8 talks about how he reveals himself to sons and daughters. 
He, Romans 8 talks about how that when we accept sonship, we come into relationship and have inheritance. It talks about we become joint heirs with him, which means that what he has, we have as well. And so the only reason why you think you don't have is because you come out of the sonship place he called you to rule in. You are never without. I don't care what's in your bank account. You are never without. I don't care what's in your gas tank. You are never without when you are a son. Never. Never. And when I understood that concept, I started praising him with a negative balance and praised him with a positive balance. I praised him regardless of what I was. Why? Because I knew I was a son. And because I was a son, that means he would always provide for me when I didn't think no one could. He always came through. All right? So because of that, I accept that I'm a son, which gives me the blessings that are due my name. Because I am that. But you have to be revealed. You need to be revealed. My greatest, one of my greatest prayers for you all is that you will come into strong revelation of who you are. Through him. Not what people labeled you as. Not what your past tries to, tries to suggest to you as. Because who cares about that? And if people are in your life that remind you of who you are, you need to ditch them. And tell them I said it. You need to get rid of people who constantly remind you of. Some of you all, the greatest barrier to being revealed is because of who keeps reminding you of who you used to be. You don't need reminders, you need revelation. And you need people around you that are able to reveal who you are called to be. And if you can get that, you will see how you will become different. You reflect your circle. You reflect your friends. You reflect all these things around you. And at some point, you have got to become different. And difference is not always comfortable. But who cares? At some point, you've got to get... Uh, can't say that. You've got to muster up enough strength. Oh, help me, Lord. You have to muster up enough strength to realize who you really are. Uh, give me the give me way to say it then, Spirit. All right, thanks. You've got to become bold and tenacious in the very things that He's called you to be in and stop um, allowing situations to dictate what you operate in that moment or not. You can't change who you are because you're around a certain group of people. I pray if you are doing that in this room, I pray the Lord will ooh, just make you just ooh, just, just ooh, just ooh something. Something. I don't know what, but ooh, just something. Make you while you're around them and you all put me like doing something wrong. And he's like, God's just saying that he loves us and he's very, he's very in love with us and he wants us to, wants to come to us. And like, and like, bro, what are you doing? Why are you talking like that? You, I don't know what's bubbling up out of me and I just, I just don't know what's going on. I just feel something going on. You just go off. I just pray it happens to you. Wherever you are, I pray it happens. Because God's trying to reveal himself through you. He's trying to move through you. And I'm telling you, the only way he can do that is when you are willing to crucify your flesh and crucify yourself to see the greater one revealed on the inside of you. God's trying to do something big. But he can't do nothing big if you're willing to stay big yourself. I'll say it with you, Kaylee. Woo! God is trying to enlarge himself in you and stretch himself in you. But you cannot be stretched if you're willing to stay stale, stagnant. It's not going to work. He's calling his church to grow up. Period. He's calling his church to grow up. 
That you become bold in the things of the spirit. That you walk in the spirit and not according to your flesh. There is a path the flesh suggests to you and there are a path the spirit suggests to you. And you have that option to choose which one you want to walk on. But man, time out for the time we're just dabbling on both paths. Time out for that. Time out for it. It's time that we choose a path and we stick with it and we move in that thing so we can operate in the things we want to. You shouldn't be powerful one week and stay all the rest, the rest of the three weeks. Amen. You shouldn't be that way. No. Something should be moving on the inside of you. When you don't want to pray, it's the time you should pray. And if the Lord's been waking some of you all up and you've been going about to sleep, woe unto you. He wants to reveal something through you that needs to be said. Praise the Lord. Get up and hear what the Spirit is saying to you. So you can hear what he's saying to you. Many of you are asking for the next thing and he's trying to let you know you are that thing, but you can't hear because you refuse to wake up. Whether that be physically waking up from your sleep or your spirit just remaining asleep. Because some of you all, just, your spirit just, just sleep. Just snoring sleep. I mean, good slobbering everything to sleep. That's right, I left my own self. Alright, something has to change. Amen. So I pray, because well, I'll get to this maybe next week. I didn't get to nothing. But I got to something that needs to be said to us today. Amen. That we need to become a people who's so eager to move in the things and the giftings of the Spirit. That we're not afraid to move in that. And that's how he's going to be revealed. He's going to be revealed when you uh, accept crucifixion for yourself. So Paul said, I crucify my flesh daily. Because this flesh wants to do what it wants to do. Y'all going to act like y'all don't got no flesh neither that's throwing off? We all got flesh, right? We're made of flesh. And at some point, we want to be who we want to be. Let's be honest. And we want to do what who? What we want to do. But the great thing about who God is, is that he is a keeper. And the saints will say, he's a keeper if you want to be kept. He will keep you when you don't want to be kept. And there are so many times that even when we weren't, when we were doing some things wrong, he was still able to keep us even though we didn't want to be kept in that very moment. It's fine. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. It's fine. That gets so distracted when things go on. No! <laughs> All right? That's how it is. I'm going to use that as an example. Because how we do. One thing happened. We just, whoo, And we missed the target. And you don't want to know, you don't want to know how, uh, 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 how even during this pandemic, uh, Apostle John said this recently, but during this pandemic that, uh, that there are so many things that pass in the courts that we don't know anything about. Because why? We were so focused on coronavirus. Coronavirus. And what happened? We stopped praying because we got fearful. So we stayed in our rooms and just, oh Lord, please deliver America. Please Lord. And this was a very true prayer. We miss prayer targets because of what's presently in front of us. Am I telling the truth, Madam Intercessor? You're right. You, you've got to mark your targets. Regardless of what comes, mark your targets. And until the target is met, keep praying for it. Amen. We are so quick. Oh, man, like when something happens, we'll pray for it and then call it a day and then we just leave it alone. No. Keep on your prayer assignments until you see change. If God has called you to pray for something in particular, you need to keep praying for it. 
I see some of y'all's like, like face is just mad. I mean, you're looking at me and smiling, but I can, I can see beyond what you little, your little smile. All right? That, because you're mad. All right? I just hope Jesus is jabbing you on your side. Why? Because you, be, you need to be woken up. All right? Mama Sharon, when she be operating deliverance, I'll get, I get always talk about it because when she, she only does it Krista. She'd be poking him in the, in the stomach and say, wake up, sleep, roll, shake, take, go, wake up. She'd be stabbing with the nails. And I think that's what we all need. We all need a good old stabbing in the Holy Ghost to wake us up. See how we really are. Now let me love on you for the, as, as the altar call. God loves you. And the reason why he came to share with this to you is because you need this moment to understand you are better than where you are right now. And you are better than what you think you are right now. Because some of the, enemy, the enemy's job greatly is to make you think you're not progressing, you're not moving forward, you're not, you're not doing things right, and you're moving backwards and all of that. The devil is a liar. Yes, you are moving forward. You need some jolting just to move you quicker. All right? God is not at your pace. Lay your hands on your heart and say, Self, God is not at my pace. He's not. Now say it again. Self, Get to moving in the name of Jesus. Some of you all are just so behind on deadlines, things you are called to do, things you are called to create. What are we doing? I'm glad the Lord brought this back to our members. He was getting on me early about this. Just because it's a pandemic does not mean things can be produced. Things can't be produced. And pandemic has not stopped the timeline of God. I don't care what has happened. I don't care. It's like we make it. Miss Ross laugh. I think, I think, honestly, this is my last thing for real. We are not to call. Let me change the time. We, we are not to call. I, I want us just to understand how serious productivity is in pandemic. Every store. Every manufacturer in America is moving through quick. They ain't hiring a 9,000 of them jokers to come and work. Why? Because they need production move quickly. Why? Because people are buying things left and right and we need it. Now the country's in a second wave of coronavirus. So what's happening? They're increasing production to get things on the shelf for the second wave that's coming on through the land. Production is still important. Why? Because they need them products. And same for each and every one of you all. You're, you, what you have on the inside of you, you should have been increasing production. Because what you have, people need right now. You hear me, Junior? Amen. What people need is right now in you. And because, like, you know, well, there's so much going on. Just, there's just so much going on. God, is, that's an excuse. Y'all seem to get on me all the time when we, early on in Revive Church, because I would say all these things to her, and she would say, David, that's an excuse. And to me, it's a, it's a good excuse. She said, no, it's, it's, it's an excuse. I said, okay, amen. She was right. There is no good excuses when it comes to things of the kingdom. In life, period. Life lesson. There is no good excuses. It's an excuse. An excuse is bad. All right? Amen. 
All right, I think I'm done uh, making y'all mad. All right, so today, I want us to really move in this, all right? God's trying to reveal something strong in us, and we've got to be willing to be revealed. We have got to be revealed. That when you look in the mirror, you're not afraid to look in the mirror at yourself. And that you don't see all the negativity, all the things you've done, see your scars. The first thing, I, I feel like I want to bring back that series we did called Mirrors. You remember that series? I feel like I want to bring it back. Because we, we get so stuck in what we see. If I put a mirror in front of you right now, you will point out every single imperfection. I would say, what you like about yourself? Um, uh, uh, I used to, wouldn't know, light of day. Jesus himself would come and wrap himself in swaddling clothes again and whisper in your ear, goo goo guy guy, and you would still not know who you were. Those are the good things about yourself. Gaily, you are special to me. You'll still say, I'm just, I'm just not a good person. Something wrong with me. I've got so much going on. I'm like, here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's so much more. So, for this altar call, I want us to take a moment and think through some stuff. All right? Because God wants to reveal. Now, how He wants to reveal Himself in you is what you need to ask Him. All right? Because it, it's, be, it's not going to be preaching all the time, it's not going to be uh, singing all the time, it's not going to be in the gift of helps. Give an administration. We take a spiritual gift test again. Like we, it's not going to be maybe in what you've always operated in because God is raising up some new things. Because all the old, old things are dying away. So God needs something new now. That's okay. And you are that new thing. He needs, Karen. You are that new thing. So it's time for us to move in that so we can really see some great things happen in the earth. I want to say something. Last thing I want to say harsh to you. Who cares what you think? That's like, man, this is so harsh. Are you going to say it like that? Yes. Because God is not concerned about what you think. He's not. He just says, can I use you? And the great thing is he doesn't use us like other people use us. He uses us as he sees fit. And the beauty of it is, he gets the glory from it, but gives us some great things behind it. That's the beauty in it. He's not just using you to use you out and then call it a day. No, he ain't going to walk away after you're done. He's going to say, okay, cool. I'm going to keep giving you this. I'm going to keep giving you that. Keep giving you that. Blessed people are submitted people that choose not to be rebellious. So what you, what you are delaying in presently, what you are being rebellious with, what has not been completed, it's on your list of things to do, get on it. Start it today. Make a plan for the rest of the week. Get on it. No reason. You have no reason. I got to work. You got some time after work. If you could scroll on social media at work, you can write a list down of what you need, to, what needs to happen, what needs to be done. Y'all demons are showing again. <laughs> demons showing again. Demons sprung right up, looking me right in my face. I'm gonna say it again and make it even matter. You, if you could scroll, you can make a list. I don't got time. Yes, you do. You just don't manage it well. Amen. Okay, I'm not making y'all mad anymore. I love you all. You still love me, Miss Ross? Yeah. She always she still texts me a comment. Pastor, you were there. They would just let me all cry, but you you keep on preaching. You keep on. So thank you, Miss Ross. All right. If anyone here is on Facebook and you want to uh, accept Jesus, there's a link below. Today is a great day to accept Jesus Christ. A beautiful day to accept Jesus Christ. 
a magnificent 